what the fuck is up? Okay, well, that's how we're going to start this one. Um, I've, I was listening back to the last episode, and I was unhappy with something. What's up? We made you, you made a very strong point against having any type of formal introduction. Mm-hmm. It sounded so wrong. Did it? Like, it like did. wrong, like... Every podcast I've ever listened to says what they are in the beginning. Well, then we're doing something different. <laughs> so this By is, being uninformative and obtuse. So this is the rated podcast. Yeah, this is rated. I'm Alex. You're Alex. I am. I'm Connor. You are. You're Alex. Yes. I needed to make that clear because last episode I said your name probably five or six times and you never referred to me. <laughs> I don't like to address people. <laughs> this, is, this is true. Actually, I've been trying to get better about it, um, but I feel like it's hard for me. So, like, someone at work will be like, hey, uh, Connor, can you go grab this for me? And I'll be like, yeah, sure thing, David. I don't work with a David. No. But they're, they're always like... And that's putting you uh, out of your element to say David's like, name. They're always like, okay. Okay. And the thing is, in just normal conversation with you, that's not... Are you going to play with that the whole time? <laughs> uh, I'm going to open this beer, and then I'm going to play with it the whole time, yeah. Okay, that's... The notable Perfect. the strain in my voice as I like exercise <laughs> trying to um, open a bottle of <laughs> that of yeah this um, <clears throat> no in in normal conversation I don't I don't like refer to people by their names but sometimes it just fits like you know in a a podcast specifically a, a first episode of a podcast yeah well I just wasn't like thinking too much about like how it would sound why do or... you hate me I love you so much okay great. Um, so I'm not as sick as I was. That's very good. Two weeks ago, so like, I'm not um rasping anymore. I yeah. don't think the the last episode began with you frightened about. I believe it was your fingernail. Yeah, I think I think the word you used was gangly, gangrenous, 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 meaning like infected with gangrene. Ah, it's a disease. Connor's the more intelligent of the two no, here. I, I don't know the no, words I'm just, as well. I'm just terrified of disease. Oh, right. Oh, this so, I know about you very like, well. Gangrene is like if you cut your finger, it gets affected and like it falls off. Like that. Okay. So I, um, one time I was in a music store mm-hmm. and I was sitting on um, a stool. Yeah. And I was like twisting. It's hard. Like when you can't see it, it's hard to like get across what I was doing. But I was just like going back and forth on this stool mm-hmm. and my finger got caught in it and I lost a bit of my finger and I went to the the person at the counter and I was like I need a band-aid or something sure I still have a scar actually oh hey look at that you do um but the, this is great for an audio podcast it is the girl who gave me a band-aid was like oh it looks like oh if you get gangrene or something bring it back because that'd be cool and I was like okay <laughs> If you get uh, it, thanks, if, fucking, if you get this disease, that would be cool. And thanks, come show thanks me. Thanks, fucking Lydia from Beetlejuice. Will do. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> was that her good. name? Lydia Dietz. Yeah, that was her name. I've not seen the movie in so many years. Well, at least you've seen it. I have seen it. That which I is saying more than I can about most movies. <laughs> um, I just realized something, which is that uh, you know how usually uh, usually. Um, you know how last time we said what we were doing this time yeah. at the end? What are we doing next time? We haven't talked about this at all. At all. So, and the reason I think that we haven't. So, this week's theme, uh, if you couldn't tell by the title, is The Office. Yeah. And I think the reason we've not discussed what next week is going to be is because 
I've been I, I think this is for both of us. I've been stressing very much so about this episode. Yeah. Because it is very hard <clears throat> to find an overrated episode of The Office. It's been difficult. Well, especially with the parameters that we have, and I feel like that's that's a good segue because uh-huh. last time I was gonna say last week, it was two weeks ago. It was. Um I, I like by of course uh, bi weekly. Uh you know what's good audio? Sniffing and coughing. Sniffing, coughing, and clearing your throat. Drinking opening and- a bottle, playing with a bottle opener. <clears throat> mm. Okay, so last time there was kind of some contention about what overrated and underrated actually mean, and I think I've I've come around to your side. Okay, and then that that's th- a first. <laughs> in that, I think that um, whatever we bring as overrated should be something we think is bad. Um, I'm gonna keep hiccuping uh-huh. and like half making stomach. The noises. beer is gonna help you. Well, it's the, the beer, and also that I just ate like a, a party pizza by right. myself and like. Why are they called party pizzas? They're the smallest of pizzas. It can't. It feeds a party of one. To make you feel bad. Okay. Uh, it's because when you feel bad, you eat more. More party pizzas. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's fair. Um, it's a really vicious cycle that Totino's puts you through, and we just lost that sponsorship. Yeah. Great. We'll get them next time. <laughs> that to- are they a part of Hello for that? That coveted Totino's um, <laughs> sponsorship. Spot. Yeah, yeah, that's great. I mean, I know of some that have had. I would believe it. Um, so, yeah, from now on, overrated is going to be stuff that we think is actually bad, and underrated is going to be stuff that we think is good, because otherwise it gets too um, vague and weird. And Does that mean retroactively Xenon is a more overrated movie than Halloween Town? Yeah, it does. So I have a point on the board now, you is do. what you're saying. Actually, yeah, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, you I have hadn't either until just now. You have a point on the board. Xenon is, is more overrated than Halloween Town. Thank you. By this metric, yeah. Oh, fantastic. And I, I listened to the first episode like in its entirety, uh-huh. and I think that is what like led me to this decision, because I was like, this is so um, bad. <laughs> no. um, this is so, like, it's difficult to parse... Com, uh, concepts like overrated and underrated, right? Um, so there having, has to be defined meanings up front, and mm-hmm. I, that's kind of what we forgot to do last time. Yeah, otherwise, like you just, <clears throat> oh my god, <laughs> it's doing real good, guy. Real um, good. I'm so good at audio and podcasting. So, like Alex mentioned, there you go. I hey, said your name. you said my name. Um, All right, great. Like Alex mentioned, we're doing The Office this time. Uh, the U.S. version. I feel like that goes without saying. Because right. it went on for like four times the the length. Well, sure. That the U.K. version. I've never watched any of the U.K. version. Um, I feel like I would enjoy it. I don't but... think you would. Really? Um, no, I don't. Okay. I, and this is like sacrilege almost. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's very good. Okay. Like objectively, I don't think it's good. It's, it, people say like, oh, well, you have to just get used to the humor. And it's like... Uh, British humor and it's more dry like no it's not that it's just it's like aggressively bleak so it's been settled the overrated uh, office is the UK the underrated is the US thanks tune (laughs) in next week when we talk about oh shit yeah (laughs) yeah the thing we've not discussed so what do you want to let's just do this um, on on audio what do you want to do next time (laughs) oh gosh um Let's get through the over and underrateds of The Office and okay. then revisit. Okay. Um, all right. So, what do we do first? 
Um, I we did. We do overrated. Under, no, we do overrated. Yeah, first, un- so overrated we end first. On a positive. Note. Right. Exactly. Uh, do you uh, want to go first? You um, went. Who went first last time? This is terrible. I did Xenon first last time, so you can go first with okay. your episode. Okay. My underrated episode of The Office. Overrated, you mean? My overrated episode of The Office. There it is. Uh, we'll edit that out. We've got post. the format. No, we probably no, we won't. won't. We, won't we have the format it. great. We won't edit it at all. I'm not going to listen to this until it's posted on SoundCloud. <laughs> yeah. Um, so my overrated? Is that it? Yes. Okay. My overrated episode of The Office It only is... took us 8 minutes and 21 seconds to get here. Is that where we're at? Yeah, we switched. So last yeah. time the issue we had was we were using... I think it was logic, and I thought there was a timer at the top, but it was not actually that. Oh, so, so we I was, have a, so I don't need this. Yeah, anymore. so I was looking at the wrong. I was looking at one number, thinking it was the time, and it was not. We thought we were like a forty-five minute episode last week, not an hour and twenty-six. Um, mm-hmm. And so I had issues getting logic to export the right way I wanted to, so I switched to Audacity, a much cheaper, by cheaper I mean free, freer, freer yeah. um, program, but <clears throat> this one actually has a timer on it. So yeah. for all intents and purposes, as far as I'm concerned, a better program. <laughs> <laughs> well, not that hour 26 is like bad, but... It's not what we expected. Yeah. So my overrated yes. uh, episode of The Office... Is season two, episode three. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, both of mine are episode three of the are seasons. They? Yeah, right. yeah, they are. Look at that. Um, season two, episode three, Office Olympics. Hot Boom. take. Yeah, it is. Well, kind of. So, one of the rules that we talked about going into this was that we didn't want to uh, pick any low hanging fruit. What I mean by that is. When it came time to do overrated, we didn't want to like pull a random episode from like season eight or nine or something. So they're um, just generally regarded as lesser seasons, right? That and also like less people have seen them. Like I feel like most people, like most, especially most people who would listen to this and sure. like listen to podcasts in general, sure, have probably seen The Office all the way through at least once, right? Uh, and the stuff that they're going to remember the most is going to be seasons two to four right just about i just realized all four of the episodes we're going to talk about today are seasons one and two they are that's it um and that's probably easiest so mine is the office olympics Mm -hmm. um it's pretty distinct like i feel like it's pretty memorable if nothing else it's uh we just watched it uh unfortunately because i don't enjoy it Sure. It, <laughs> I will say, for you not enjoying it, there were no less than ten occasions where you looked to me and said the next line just a mere second before mm-hmm. it was said. So that tells me you've seen this episode. I've seen it a lot, several, several times. Well, what's I think what's more accurate is that I've seen The Office several, several. This times. This is fair because you do this with most episodes I watch with you. Yeah. Well, and it that stops at a certain point. Um, and I'd argue it's probably around season four or five. Six, seven, yeah, okay. around there. So probably season seven actually really? is my cutoff. Um, not that I haven't seen all of it. Sure, it's just that's where you you don't care to necessarily just rewatch. Yeah. So, the Office Olympics is the one where Michael and Dwight go to purchase Michael's condo, and that took up more of like the actual runtime than I actually remembered. Right. Um, that is one plot. The other plot, I was gonna say a plot, b plot, but they're both a plot. They're t- yeah. They're simultaneous. Right. The other one is um, Jim hosting the, you know, the titular Office Olympics, uh, which are these, like, made-up office games that if you win, Pam will give you an old, dirty yogurt lid. 
uh, as like a metal. Connected with paper clips. With, with paper clips. Um, and that, I mean, that's like the, the bones of it. My One of my main problems with it is that the Office Olympic stuff is not really... Like, it's just not really funny or or interesting. Like, it's sure. very... Um, I don't know. It, it, it It's just very, like, let's play, like, a pretty normal game. Yeah. I don't know. It's just... I will say that I felt, um, for being as early on in the series as it is, it felt very much like a filler episode. I, see, I felt like... It felt like it was made for season one. It didn't feel like a post-season one episode to me. It felt much more... Um, it felt like they didn't. They hadn't really taken any of the character development that had already come into play. At yeah, hand. it was very much. It, it felt like they were giving us this episode, expecting us not to know who the characters were. The way they presented everyone. That's fair. So it looks like you agree with me. Uh, I'm, and it's yeah, most it's, overrated. Nope. Well, that's yeah, I didn't say most. I just said it's a, it is an overrated. Um, and the reason <clears> I'm I'm saying overrated and not just worse is that the the show, like The Office itself. Um, sort of mythologizes the Office Olympics uh, on its own. So, like, several episodes, they will, um... Mm-hmm. Yep. You sleepy? No, not really. Uh, they will call back to... Like, uh, Jim will have, like, his his um, his medal, quote-unquote. Like, his, his yogurt lid. Sure. Uh, and, or they'll, like, cut back to it for some reason. Like, cinem- sentimentally. Mm-hmm. Um, is that a word? It is now. Okay. Uh, but they'll cut back to it um, in a way that makes you think that the office itself thinks that Office Olympics they is think like a very big highly deal. Of that episode, yeah, or like it's like going to be remembered fondly um, when it's just it's just dull. Sure, it's it's. I understand that, and what I will say, there were jokes in the episode that. That made me laugh. Mm-hmm. And I looked at you and you did not laugh. Yeah. And I'm not certain if that's because the jokes were not funny or if because we were going into this knowing it was your overrated. Well, so you were being more nitpicky going I, into I it. I definitely had that thought. Yeah, that's probably part of it. I've also watched it more recently than you have. Okay, that's true. Um, and I know it. Like, I'm not going to be caught off guard by it anymore. Sure, that's fair. So, it's not that I... I it's not that I didn't think all those jokes were funny necessarily, um, but it's that they were still fresh in your mind. So yeah, you didn't really. I, I will say that the that the Michael and Dwight plot is much much stronger. Oh yeah, that than the, than sure. the Office Olympics. Yes, um, it's still not the best. That more of the one liners that I laughed at were from the Michael and Dwight plot than the actual Office. Yeah, plot. Yeah, and like I don't know, the Office Olympics just feels perfunctory. Like wow, you're gonna need to say that one again and then define it. Perfunct, like um, arbitrary. Okay. Like needless, yeah. I guess. I don't know. It just doesn't really add anything new to like your understanding of these characters or the world at all. Um, these aren't things that we're gonna come back to, right? Ever really? Uh, I think Flockerton maybe one of my least favorite jokes in the whole fucking episode. By the way, is Flockerton like a funny word? Yeah. Just out of nothing, right. from nowhere, is not but anything. The, but on the same token, what was the the disease that you very much thought was hilarious? But that's uh, different, though, what, because that's like... Tell uh, me what you're referencing first, because I forgot Spontaneous dental hydroplosion. Again, something very made up, but since you're not going into it knowing that episode is your most overrated, you're not being as critical of it. Well, I, It's funny for the same reason. I don't think it is. Why? Okay, 
And this is sort of going to overlap with our underrated conversation because uh, this joke that we're talking about is uh, from my underrated episode. But I think the spontaneous dental hydroplosion joke works more so than the Flonkerton joke because Flonkerton is in its entirety a made-up word where spontaneous dental hydroplosion sounds like... (laughs) Sounds like what that would be called, whereas Flonkerton is just like, oh, it's silly and, like, goofy, whereas uh, the disease, the disease. Has, um, has, like, a context surrounding it that, like, makes more sense. I, I guess I get that. I just, I still say you're, you're being critical of one joke that is 90% another joke you very much enjoy. Sure, and you know, that's fair. Um, but, so, something we talked about mm-hmm. just a second ago... Uh, off the air. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this will never be live, Off so there's mic. no air. There it Off is. Off mic. That's actually what I was <laughs> looking for. Sure. Um, so there's a, a kind of a generic stock office scene, a type of scene that they do a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are a few of these. I'm gonna, let's Okay, let's try to think of some. Oh. Actually, this is a fun experiment. Okay. One of uh, a stock office scene is like Jim and Dwight sitting in silence at their desks one-upping each other like uh you know the one where uh jim puts up a bunch of pencils between his and dwight's desk right and dwight like slams them all down with the phone yeah that's the type of scene i'm talking about okay i understand what 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 do you got oh gosh see i don't like being put on the spot like this because again you've seen the show much more recently than i have that's true for for uh Transparency. Connor is in the middle of rewatching The Office. I am now. I'm on <clears throat> late season five, and I've I've not watched the show probably since my junior year of high school. Yeah. So, um, something I've noticed just in re I've in the past two or three days I've maybe watched ten episodes just randomly throughout the series mm-hmm. to kind of prepare for this. Um, there's a lot of preparation that goes into yeah. an office review show. Because uh-huh. um, that's what this is now, by the way. Yeah, th- that's going forward. It's rated episodes of The Office. Um, I would not be totally upset if that happened. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, a separate thing Yeah, to do. Just when characters that are out of focus, that are not a main part of whatever scene it is, you can tell they're still very, very much paying attention to whatever's happening. Um, um, very out of focus, very not... Do you know why that is, actually? I know a lot of the show is scripted. I would assume it has something to do... Or not scripted, I mean, I'm guessing... Well, early that. on, yeah. The, yeah, you're, you're, you're right on. But you know it's, what I mean, what I'm, what I'm referring to? Yeah. Um, it looks like they're still engaged, even though they have no reason to Right. Be. There are times when John Krasinski will make, like, the gym face, but the camera doesn't focus on him. So, like, a lot of the times... especially exactly in those, what I'm talking about. Yeah, especially in those, like, early... Uh, early seasons those early handful of episodes um not only were was were some scenes like loosely scripted um the cameras weren't scripted either necessarily so Mm -hmm. they'll focus so everyone has to be in character in case you get zoomed in on for the reaction shot okay i I didn't know that that's how they did it yeah well early on they stopped doing that eventually sure so it's like you know that's why you'll get reaction shots of like kevin phyllis creed kelly Mm -hmm. these like more supporting characters sure. um, just because just because they're there and they're like so like everyone is prepared to have that be them right if that makes sense basically when you're going into a, an episode you don't 
as as an actor. They at a yeah. point didn't know how important they would be to the episode. Yeah, especially in those like crowd scenes. Sure. Um, yeah, it's like the first Iron Man movie. Do you know about this? I don't believe so. Had uh, have you seen it? Yes. Hardly a script at all. Really? Barely any script at all. Did not know that. Most of the best parts of it are ad-libbed. So, you know, the very... Well, not the very end. I'm getting mixed up. In the first Iron Man movie... This is an Iron Man podcast. Yeah. Uh, the, the first <laughs> Iron Man movie, right after he gets home from being kidnapped, mm-hmm. uh, and he has a press conference, and he's eating a burger, and he tells everybody to sit down. Yeah. This was not it, in the script. Just how it went. Robert Downey Jr. just... <coughs> told everyone else to sit down and then he like continued the scene yeah as it would have been um a more relevant example would be season three episode one of the office gay witch hunt okay um there's a a kind of a famous scene in that where michael uh kisses oscar yes to show solidarity right uh in the script he's just supposed to hug him and that happens uh, but Michael has a line in the episode where he says, you know what, <laughs> uh, I'm going to take it one step further. And from that moment on, no one knew what was, about no one knew was happening. All the reaction shots are genuine. You can see Jenna Fisher duck out of the room because she's broken completely. She's got to, she's just losing. She has to leave. Right. Um, I need to go back and rewatch to look for that. Cause I knew that yeah. part wasn't scripted just yeah, you from can see, talking you can to see, you about it before, but I've never noticed. You can see Jenna Fisher leaving. do this like snake motion like out of the conference room it's very funny Um, very good i'll have to definitely have to go back and and rewatch also when um and this is just a theory i have a theory (laughs) okay for another non-scripted moment in the office um they're having a party i don't remember the episode or the context but they get dwight to hide in a cardboard box okay do you remember this i don't in the warehouse okay and um oh it's the alliance Okay. It's the Alliance. I vaguely remember this. And uh, Jim convinces Dwight that like everyone's out to get them. Okay. So they get Dwight to hide in a cardboard box down in the warehouse. And uh, Pam goes down there to have a fake phone call that like further convinces him. Sure. And she stands very deliberately next to the box that she knows Dwight is in. Okay. And the box tips over because Dwight's trying to cut a small hole in the box so okay. he can see. Okay. And Jenna Fisher stops midline and like swallows a laugh and ducks and like <laughs> Again, goes away really leave. quickly. Yeah. And I don't know for sure if that wasn't scripted, but I feel in my heart that it wasn't, <laughs> that it wasn't supposed to happen that way. Okay. That's um, very fair. There's all kinds of, there's all kinds of shit like that. Of course. Um, we could, we could legitimately have an office podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but Office Olympics, back, okay. back to that. Yeah. Um, uh, so generic office scenes. This is how this conversation That's starts. what happened. One of those is... Okay. Let's say throughout an episode. Let's use the Dundies. Okay. Season 2, episode 1. Sure. Two episodes, by the way, before the Office Olympics. That's important to remember. Yeah. Um, Michael gets bullied at Chili's, <laughs> as is wont to happen. Sure. Um, and the office, the members of the office sort of, like, uh, cheer him up and support him and applaud for him and, like, uh, right. give him confidence. Man, you're a tired boy. I'm just yawning a lot. You're a sleepy man. I didn't even have to, like, do anything today besides go to the dentist. That can be draining. I guess. Um, especially if you have, like, a cyst. Well, I, see, I don't. I, I got five fillings. I didn't have a cyst. Mm, candy man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, sweet sugar boy. 
I, I guess I'm a sweet not, but it's not so much sweet sugar boy as it is. Need um, floss. Uh, no, it's not as much as that as it is. Ever since I turned 18 and I stopped going to my pediatric dentist, you just didn't have a dentist. I just didn't have a dentist. Um, and every six months, my mom would go, "Hey, did you go to the dentist?" And I would say, uh, "I'm gonna mm-hmm. like a liar." Right. And didn't do that, and now I, I'm 23. <laughs> I need to go to the dentist. You should. Actually. I recommend every six months, or else you'll have 10 cavities. I have 10. He only did half of them today. I have to go back next month. Mm. It's great. Um, I haven't. It hasn't been five years for me. Good. It's just been like a year. I'm okay. just like a couple behind. Anyway, I'm looking for a new dentist. Oh, okay. Um, anyway, um, so like the whole office will band together behind Michael uh, and cheer him up. That happens in Office Olympics. The problem is he hasn't been brought down at all. So, like, the plot with his condo is he and Dwight go to purchase a condo, and Michael gets really anxious about signing a mortgage. Yep. Oh, God. You, you all right? Yeah, I'm fine. Is it that party pizza? Yeah. Is a party in your chest? Yeah. Okay. Uh, signing a mortgage for a 30, like, a 30-year mortgage. Yep. Jesus. He gets really anxious this about that. This makes for great audio. Yeah, it's so good. Uh, he gets really anxious about that, and that's, like how he's put down quote unquote i guess right uh the rest of the office a doesn't have a reason to know about this no. and b doesn't really have a reason to care because he wasn't put down by like an outside force he just made a bad decision yeah there wasn't anyone picking on michael right unlike the the dundies where there is like people at the chilies who are insulting him and bullying him sure and being mean to him for no reason whereas uh well i said no reason um, well but you know what I mean. Like, there's right. there are people who are acting on him, whereas in this case, it's just him. Right. And they put him on a pedestal, literally. Yeah. At the end of the episode, and they all applaud him, and it's like a quote unquote. It's a redemption. Yeah, it's a quote. It's a quote unquote sweet moment for for nothing. Sure. Like, especially two episodes after the Dundies, which has an almost identical conclusion right. it, it just feels like it feels empty and pointless and unearned and i hate it it bothers me so much that's fair i think that's fair um so that's the office olympics i think it's overrated just because i feel i don't know i feel like people talk about it i'm i know i know more or less than what my episode is the show talks about it that's true the show does sure. make more references to that whereas my episode is referenced several times, times in in yeah so, well, it's a, it's a key part of the 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 arc of right. season two. So if you want to yeah, so, jump into yours, so and I can stop talking and calm down for a second. Please do. You need to take a little a little breath, a little break. Yeah, go ahead. You're gonna make it. Um, so season two, episode eleven, Booze Cruise. Mm-hmm. Um, Booze Cruise was very um, monumental to the season because it is where um, Jim confesses to Michael that he had feelings for Pam. And yeah, in the past tense. Right, very much in the past tense. He's he's playing it off. He he broke up with Katie while on the cruise. Did you just watch Booze Cruise? I just watched it again oh, today. Okay. Yes. Are you impressed? I remember the name Katie. Yeah, yeah. I was actually. No, absolutely. You didn't just call her Amy Adams. No, no, I, I just called her Katie. <laughs> okay. Because that was her name. Um. So, Jim breaks up with Katie after. Um. You know, I remember Katie. I still can't remember what Pam's fiance's name was. Roy. Roy is his name, and um, we now. By the way, when J- the scene where Jim breaks up with Katie is brutal, and he's like an ass to her. He he absolutely is. Um, well, so so what happens? Michael, wait, nope. 
I'm losing my train of thought. Dwight. Jim. Stanley. Okay, no, it's Jim. Todd Packer. <laughs> so, Jim. Jim <laughs> Charles <is> had... Minor? <laughs> okay, well, would you like to explain the booze cruise? <laughs> no, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jim clearly has feelings for Pam. He has. Everyone's aware of this. Yeah. Um, Pam's been engaged to Roy for like three years. Um, he won't commit. And whilst on the booze cruise, decides... Hey, we're getting married June 10th. Are you impressed I remembered the date as well? I am, actually, yeah. Yeah, no, I watched it two hours ago. I mean, that's uh, still pretty good retention. For me, absolutely. You pass uh, uh, the ACT that way. <laughs> that Do you pass else. the ACT? Our friend Willie does. Yeah, he passed it. He passed it pretty well. Yeah, he passed it good. Anyway. Um, so they set a date. He, he decides, you know what? Enough's enough. And I think Jim kind of has a realization that I think throughout the first, you know, season and first second half of the season of se- well, first half of season two mm-hmm. is how those words should have gone together. That mm-hmm. um, he like has a chance that her engagement with Roy is just like a facade. There's nothing to it, and that kind of solidified things that they they picked a date and we're celebrating on the cruise. Um, so he's talking to Katie, and Katie says, "Do you think that'll be us one day?" And he goes. No. <laughs> Just he no. Says, he says no. And she says, what is wrong with you? And he says, uh, fuck, what does he say? Well, what he so how, what happens? Um, do you think that'll be us one day? No. Why am I even here? Oh, yeah. I honestly don't know. <laughs> then she says, what is wrong with you? Okay. And then it just cuts. Does it? He doesn't say we have to break up or anything? That thing, uh, there's a, there is one point where he very specifically says, we're breaking, we're breaking up. up, but I feel like... Oh, he says, let's break up. Yeah, that's let's the, break that's up. That's what the line is. Yeah. yeah. So, and then it, that's... Yeah, that's the cut. It's yeah. a very bad breakup, it's regardless. It's rough. He's an asshole to he her is. in that moment. And I don't know that we see any other representation of Jim that way in the series. Uh, as an asshole? Most uh, to, of it. No, but to that extent. Oh, yeah. What does that sound? That was my washing machine oh, singing okay. to us. I don't have one of those, so it's um, new to me. Sure. Um, you have a washing machine. I have a sink. I don't have a washing machine. Do you just have a dryer? Oh. In your kitchen. Laundry. Laundry, yes. I thought you called a dishwasher. Oh, okay. Nope. I would have called it a dishwasher. Yeah, that's what you would have. Huh? Ah, boy. Whatever. Anyway. <laughs> but I did still reference that the washing machine is in the kitchen, so I, I could see how there was further confusion. Yeah. Um, so, Jim is... He's an asshole. He is. Uh, not, not, maybe not in that way, because that way is very specific, like, um, very, uh, he's very disregarding of, like, Katie's feelings. Like, she's out there with people she does not know. Oh, no, absolutely. On he's, a boat. He's, she can't just, she cannot leave. No, I, he's, because they even, they very vaguely point that out when there's just a small cut yeah, and later she's in the like episode. Out, yeah. She's sitting in a booth by herself, yeah. just staring off. Yeah, when drinking. Yeah, of course. While, while Jim confesses his feelings for another woman, like right, n- like not twenty feet away because it's not a big. Sp- yeah, exactly, place. exactly. It's bad. Yeah, me and Emily, by the way, because we're watching it together, we we mutually agreed that that was like very not good. Yeah, very very not good. That's the kind of thing that I I come over to your all's place and tell you because this is how I, I live most of my life, is I have to tell you afterwards and seek your approval. <laughs> is I say, hey, I did this, and you all would not even for a moment pretend that to, to understand why I did it. As a, that was a very unforgiving act. I don't, think, I don't think you would do something like that, I, though. Well, I'm Absolutely not an animal. Not. Yeah, Jim Halpert is <laughs> animal. an animal. I don't know his middle name. 
And it's Jimothy Halpert. I just know that Jimothy? much. Jimothy Halpert. That's his yeah. Name? yeah. I know only three. No. Yeah, I know only three middle names. Please tell me what they are while I look up Jim Halpert's middle we'll, name. We'll do a middle name quiz in between. Okay. Well, I'm I'm not gonna know. Um, it's Duncan. Jim Duncan. Duncan? That's Jim. not a middle name for an adult. Well. Oh God. Jim Duncan Halpert was born on October first, nineteen seventy-eight. There's no way they know that. Well, they have to. It's on Wikipedia. It's got to be true. Oh shit. Anyway, so, Cruz. Booze Cruise. My reason for it being so overrated is because it is referenced consistently throughout the following, I don't know how many episodes, but most, it, most, it most is, of the rest of the season. Right. So it's something that they keep drawing back to and drawing back to kind of like how on the office Olympics, when they reference the yogurt lid, only this one in a much more deliberate fashion, Mike keeps saying, you know, Pulling Gem aside, making awkward moments yeah. of, hey, uh, so how's the P situation? Yeah, the P the, from the, the secret. You know, you know, the P-A-M situation. No, P-P-M. Mike, I get it. Yeah. yeah. Um, that is, yeah, I mean, the secret, which is two episodes later, which always felt weird to me, by the way, that there's an episode There's an between, episode in between them. It's yeah. the injury, if I remember it right. It is. Um, A very good episode. Yeah. Um, the, the secret, as an episode, is 100% built around... Boost Cruise. Right. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think you maybe have a better stake in your claim that uh, The Office as a show maybe references Booze Cruise yeah. more. And so, in, so, but that doesn't necessarily make it overrated. What I think makes no. it overrated is how much attention it gets for how little it actually contributed. Okay. The only thing that I took away from that episode of something that happened is Pam and Roy are actually getting married. Jim told Michael that he liked Pam. And that was it. It was 22 episodes leading up to that. Mm-hmm. And even when the episode starts. So this was a big enough event that it feels like the end of episode 10 would have set this up. Saying, all right, we're going to go on the booze cruise. Beginning of episode 11, they're on it. The first half of the episode is, set up, yeah. is setting up yeah. the booze cruise. It just it feels like it was not given the attention that it needed for mm-hmm. as huge of a moment as it was allegedly gonna yeah. be um something else you know i was gonna say well jim breaks up with katie and that's significant but something i just remembered is that in the episode, how insignificant is katie well though? exactly in the episode with jim's barbecue mm-hmm. which is shortly before and yes. it's basically just a better version of the booze cruise basically um ryan while jim's giving everyone the tour of his apartment sure uh ryan asks jim how Katie's doing, and yeah. he says, "Actually, I haven't talked to her in a while." Yeah. And Ryan says, "Oh, well, can I have her number?" And Jim says, "No." Yeah. That conversation, that exchange, mm-hmm. says Jim and Katie aren't seeing each other anymore. Right. More um, efficiently than the Bruce Cruise does. Now, the That's, Bruce Cruise version is juicier. Right. But th- so that kind of goes into my argument as well as as this being a poorly written episode is they more or less they, they didn't specifically write Katie out in Jim's Barbecue. Right. But they they alluded to it, and then she shows back up. But You're she, kind of questioning why. When they and alluded I think, to it? I think they brought her back in the bro- the booze cruise just they did. to... Ha- well, I know that she did. They did. I'm saying I think the reason they did is solely so that they could have that holy crap moment of yeah. the breakup. 
Um, it, like it was very. Except it's not a holy crap moment because no, but it makes you say holy crap as far as like I've not seen Jim act this okay, way okay, in yeah. particular. I yeah. think they were setting it up to show how upset Jim was. They okay. they couldn't have found another way to represent that than without Katie. A drastic break. I guess my problem with it is that by the time Jim mentions Katie at his barbecue, she hasn't been present since sure. the fire. Is the last time you see her, yeah. and there's like a few episodes be- between those, so it's um. She's just underdeveloped. Also, another problem I have, Roy, Pam's fiancé, he's not a great dude. No. And he deserves um, all the shit that he gets. Sure. Katie? There's nothing wrong with Katie. No. There was a really... um, It really bothers me the way that the show treats Katie uh, in The Fire and Mm -hmm. in Booze Cruise. Because uh, Pam and Jim both have this weird thing, and it's like... It's so 2006, but it, it it is, it's it's a really specific brand of sexism. Yeah. In that Jim and Pam both 2006 January 5th 2006. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, no, it premiered in '05, so that, okay, that's easy enough to. Add. Uh, yeah. Um, Jim and Pam both have this really nasty habit of like berating Katie and making fun of Katie behind her back for liking things that they think are dumb. Sure. One of the the biggest instances of this was actually when they first get on the booze mm-hmm. cruise when they're sitting at the table. Yeah, so, that's exactly what I'm thinking. Yeah, about. Roy and Pam are on one side, Jim and Katie are on the other, and Roy is talking to Katie about high school yep. and says Yep. That she was a cheerleader. Uh-huh. And Jim's like, wait, you weren't a cheerleader. And she goes, yes, I was. Which is like a really shitty thing to say. Yeah, no, absolutely it is. Um, and so then she starts doing some cheer. And Pam makes fun of her. And, yeah. Yeah, and, and Roy's looking on like, you know. Like, yeah, go uh, for, for it. For once a respectable human being. Like, well, he, um, says, well, he says something before that that I'm not crazy about. Well, but... Or he, she does. But it's not out of character as much as it is for Pam and Jim don't do this outside of the realm of... Katie, but Pam starts mocking her, mm-hmm. just like to Jim. Jim. To Jim, and Jim responds by laughing and going along it's with it. So fucked up. The more I think about it and talk about it, the thing that I don't like that Katie says is it's like wait, Katie or what you mean? Katie, I, okay. I got confused. It's Katie who says it. Who says it's like we're in high school and we're at the popular table? Not crazy about that line. But I feel like it was much more innocent than what. Oh, Pam it is. Did. It is. It super is. I'm. I'm not saying like. I'm saying Katie's not a perfect baby, no, baby angel. No, um, and she is. She that one line. But she didn't deserve. No, what Pam no. mocked her for, and how Jim broke up. With no, her. that that is one display of maybe some elitism and snobbery or whatever. Sure. One among many many lines in which she does not. And in the fire. Mm-hmm. Oh God. <laughs> you like a tums? No, I'm okay. <laughs> um, in the fire. Hang on. Oh boy. In the fire? Yeah, there's um, a reason we're recording three or four of these and putting them out there before we tell people. Because I don't want someone oh, to yeah. just be like, oh, great, this is here. And then this is all they get. Yeah, this is not great. Um, sure. In the fire, they're playing Desert Island. And, like, what movies would you bring mm-hmm. to Desert Island? And I don't remember what they were, but Katie says hers. And mm-hmm. it's something that Jim made fun of earlier. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, wow, because she's shallow. Like, what? No. Yeah. It's like Legally Blonde or something. Right? Or is that what Meredith... I don't remember, but... It's something like that. It's... The show and Jim and Pam consistently punish Katie for, like... It's just... It's so out of character for them. Looking big picture at the show, that's, I think... The attention that this episode gets throughout the duration of season two is just 
unwarranted. They they needed to make a point, and they did it in a very. I I, I just don't like the way they went about it. Me neither. I, I there's. I just have problems with thinking, oh, Pam's an artist, and she's, you know, she's not like other girls, and Katie's just when she's vapid and shallow. Like, yeah. stop. Yeah. It, it's bad. I really don't like, I really don't like Jim saying, you know you weren't a cheerleader. Yeah. I hate that. That's so bad. Fuck. Yeah. So damn it! Well, now we've talked about this. That's about. I know mean, that's most of what I, I. That's pretty much everything I have to say about okay. the Goose Cruise. Just in summary, it is an overrated episode because the series gives it far too much attention when it needed to prove two points. It did those. It did that successfully, but with a lot of crap before, in between, and after. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here's what I'll say. Um, I was hung up on what my overrated was going to be for mm-hmm. a while. Sure. Um. So I did some Googling earlier today, and I found a Reddit thread where people were saying, what is your least favorite episode? Mm-hmm. And someone said, Booze Cruise, Casino oh. Night. Okay. And um, I don't remember the third one, but it was in that, mm-hmm. or the Dundies. Okay. And someone said, wow, those are like the three best ones ever. Mm, nope. But here's what I'm saying. I have seen that kind of behavior directed towards a really like, kind of underwhelming and now that we think about even more problematic episode of the office than i have toward the office olympics so i'm willing to give you booze cruise because it is it is genuinely i feel like more regarded as a quote-unquote classic sure than office olympics is Mm um so i'll i'll give you okay i'll give i'll give you booze cruise thank you is, is any part of this because after you re-listened to episode one of this podcast, you texted me and said, why was I mean to you for an hour and 26 <laughs> minutes? No, it's not. <laughs> no, I, I, I genuinely feel like you have a, like, oh. booze, coo- booze Cruise is the... Blues Clues. Blues Clues. Blue, that Blues Clues is the... It's the most overrated. More, most overrated episode, yeah. Most overrated cartoon dog. You know what? That's not bad. <laughs> There's it's, episode that, three. Episode, no, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> Um, Clifford's the most underrated. Scooby Doo, Scooby Doo's boring as shit. It's it's Mystery Inc. That's interesting. They're yeah. the interesting part. Of You're absolutely correct. And that's boom. All right, we're done. There we go. Put that. That's canon. That that goes on the podcast wiki as a tie. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so we're we're halfway, quote unquote, through. Sure. Um, so. We're doing intermission. Well, let, yeah, let me check the books real quick. Do we have any uh, sponsor spots this week? No, we sure don't. We don't. Okay. Uh, not Totino's anymore. Uh, well, yeah, we have to scratch that one out. Um, all right, so should we jump straight into overrated or underrated then? No, let's hang on because I want to do a um, middle name quiz because okay. I know three. All right. Um, do you want to quiz me or do you want to... I'll quiz you, you because I assure you, other than Jim, who I just learned. Duncan. Jim Duncan. So all we're right. going to do a um, Google search for... The office character middle names. Perfect. I know three. Like, 100% I know three. Why do you know them? That's my question. Because they get mentioned semi-frequently. Do they? At least two of them do. Because I can't remember a single instance of this happening. I can. Um, I can can quote one specifically word for word. We'll go right ahead because I'm trying to look this up. I know Dwight's name, Dwight's middle name is Kurt. Yes. Uh, He gets a concussion. No, his middle name is Danger. (laughs) Exactly. He gets a concussion, 
And he says, uh, and Pam says middle name, or Michael says middle name, and Dwight says danger, and Jim says Kurt, and then says, why do I know that? <laughs> okay, that's fair. All right, so Michael Scott. Gary. Michael Gary Scott. I, yeah. I have to take this quiz with you to see which ones come up as correct. Okay. It's Michael Gary Scott. Yeah. We've already established James Duncan Halpert. Yeah. Um, Pamela. Morgan Beasley. Morgan Beasley Halpert. Yes. Um, here's what we're going to do because it's intermission. Uh-huh. Um, I'm going to hit this record button and we're going to stop recording so I can go to the bathroom. Okay. Well, we're going to hit and then the, we'll continue. the pause button instead because hitting the record button won't do anything. Oh. So we're going to do this now. And I'm we're ba- back. I'm back, and I'm better than ever. Good. I'm glad. Let's have a like press. Me. Let's have a press conference. I've washed my hands. Oh, uh, thank the Lord. Uh, I'll take any questions. I was gonna. My only question was, did you wash your hands? I did. All right, great. All right, let's continue. All right, Dwight, Kurt. Yeah, we talked about Kurt. That. It's it's weird to me yeah. to conceptualize, by the way, because we paused recording and now we're back, and I'm like, well, that's that's like a real big gap of silence. And I was like, no, it's because it's, it's not. the same. Yeah, any I'm, gap is too long when you're on podcasting. That's why I'll just start yelling in nonsense words uh, when I feel like we've been quiet for sure. Long. All right, Andrew Blank Bernard. Oh shit! Now we're now we're in the territory, and, of and I can I don't give know. you options if you need them. Yeah, give me the multi choice. Okay, these are your four options: Byron, Bo, Bentley, or Baines. Um, Bentley. That is incorrect. It is Andrew Baines, Baines Bernard. Yeah. Oh, all right. I knew it was something rich like that. Oh, man. What? Kelly Blank Kapoor. Give me the options. I can't pronounce them. Can I see? Please, by all means. Ratnaprabha? No. It was Rajnaganda. I feel very bad. They were all, they all started with R, and it was... They're Indian. Yes. Yeah, they're, Indian they're, they're Indian names. Um... Ryan Blank Howard. Uh, give me them. Give me them options. Barney Bennett Bailey or Blake. Ryan Bennett Howard. I'm going to say Blake. It was Bailey. We are both incorrect. Damn it! We're, I only knew. I was so proud of myself for knowing the. Um, we're doing very well. Oh, now this for... this is I think is a given. So it says Aaron goes by her middle name. So it is Blank Aaron Hannon Kelly. Kelly. Yeah. That's why she goes by Aaron. Yeah, because there's two. There's Kellys. two Kellys. Right. All right. Daryl Blank Philbin. I didn't know his last name was Philbin. I knew it was Philbin because... Uh, because of God King Regis? Well, because Michael calls him Mr. Rogers. Um, because, do you remember this? It's, no. it's from season one, episode... Uh, season one, episode six, Basketball. Okay. And he calls him Mr. Rogers? He says, Mr. Rogers. And he calls him that because uh, Daryl's last name is Philbin. Like, Regis Philbin. Regis sure. sounds like Rogers. Mr. Rogers. So, for Daryl... Philbin. Yeah. This is his middle name. Matthias, yeah. Moses, Marco, or Miles. Fuck. I'm going to say Miles. I'm going to say, um, yeah, Miles. It was Matthias. All right. Damn it. We're doing a very well. I'm glad this exists. I do as well. Angela Blank Martin. Uh, give me those options. Nicole, Naomi, Noel, Nancy. Noel, because, oh, uh, Noel, because that's the code name she gives herself. That is indeed her middle name. Uh, yeah, Dwight uses Kurt. Yeah, Angela okay. Noel Martin. Let's call her Noel. Yeah, Phyllis Blank Vance. Um, well, it's not her maiden name because that would be. Um, is it Lapin or Lappin? Lappin. Lappin. Uh, yeah. What What are the options? Daisy, Dorothy, Deborah, Daphne. Uh, Dorothy. Dorothy. Yes, it is Dorothy. Okay, I mean it's just the oldest one. Right. Um, She's the same age as Michael. Yeah. Uh, because Aaron is uh, her and Michael's daughter, obviously, come at me. 
Gabriel Blank Lewis. Um, Stacy Susan Sage or Shiloh. Shiloh. I th- I think Shiloh Labeef. I thought. Oh gosh, I thought it was Susan. Let's see here. It was Susan. Oh damn! It is Susan. All right. I haven't seen any ones with Gabe lately. Meredith Blank Palmer. Palmer. Um, Do you need options or yeah, you got this? I need options. Emily, Elise, Ellen, Elizabeth. 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 Yeah, it's Elizabeth. All right. All right, we got eight out of thirteen right. That's not bad. Not at all. Um, <clears throat> have you not? The, you know, the show kind of floats the idea that Aaron might be Michael and Phyllis's daughter. No, I've never picked up well, on that. Well, that was the theory. Well, because she's like an orphan, right? Right. You know, there, orphan Aaron, that classic. Yeah. Little orphan Aaron. Well, yeah. Um, remember to drink your Ovaltine. <laughs> um, <laughs> don't laugh at that. I don't wanna. Yeah, you shouldn't. Okay. Um, so. Well, like, because, like, the, the, the numbers match up, so a lot of, like, insane people on the internet were saying that it was because, like, Michael and Phyllis went to high school together. Sure. Um, but there's an episode where Phyllis insinuates that A, she may have had a one night stand with Michael in high school, uh-huh. and B, that she gave up a baby at one point. Well. <laughs> and there's like, uh, Aaron is sort of like Michael's surrogate daughter. I've, I've never picked up on those things being said, and now that I've heard it, I don't like it. No, it's not great. I mean, no. I don't actually, you know, subscribe to it. So, sure. Um,. Most underrated episode of The Office. Yeah. Go. You, you go first because I did. Okay. Um, mine is season one, episode two, <laughs> Diversity Day. God. Such a good episode. Um, but I thought but, today was almost over. <laughs> right. Right. Diversity tomorrow <laughs> because today is almost over. Um, Hard cut. That's, that's one of my favorite lines in the entire show. Oh, for like, sure. In the whole series. Um Whenever I go to show someone the office that has not seen it, I that is what I go to. That is to me the best representation of what the show is without being tied to any plot points. Just twenty two minutes standalone. I don't. It has to be because it's the second. It's the second episode, yeah. and the pilot's not great. It's it, well. Do you know why? No. It's a straight up <laughs> remake of. Oh, that's UK. right. Oh, the UK one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but normally on the, at the beginning of shows like that, the, the series spends more time on kind of defining who the characters are. Mm-hmm. Diversity Day does not do that in the slightest. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think they spend as much time on it as other shows do. No, That sure. early on. Um, they, it is very, it's a great standalone episode that doesn't leave you hanging for anything more and it doesn't require you know anything going into it. It is a perfect little... You can... Someone who does not know anything at all about The Office can watch Diversity Day and get a great sense of, if I continue watching it, this is exactly what I'm going to get and not be misled. Okay. Yeah. And one, um, mild spoiler alert. It came out 13 years ago. No, I'm saying for the rest of this. Oh, okay. Uh, my uh, underrated is actually the very next episode... Um, healthcare, which we already alluded to with the disease, anyway. Right, and I think for both of us, a big part of what makes them underrated is that they're both part of season one, and a lot of people will say that the office really gets going with the Dundies at the beginning of season two. Right. Um, I do <clears throat> agree that it has a much more established tone uh-huh. and look. Yeah, uh, it looks different in season two. It's yeah, less absolutely. bland, uh, absolutely like dryly colored. Yeah. Um, 
But I, I, I really think that Diversity Day is really where it, sure, where it starts in earnest. Like that's, yeah. I, I don't. People say you can skip season one, but that's, that's ridiculous. That's for a lot of sitcoms. A lot of people go with skip season one. Mm-hmm. The best example of that Parks for me, Parks and Rec, exactly. Because I don't think, if I remember correctly, you're not quite as big of a fan of it as I am. Um, we're going to have a discussion after this, by the way, of which is better and why, by the way. I'm, okay. We're fully going to do that. I'm, that's fine with me. I, I very much am a fan of Parks and Rec. Yeah. But as much as I love that show, I say skip season one. I, I Yeah. But, but and I hear people say that about The Office and well, both of our episodes, but Diversity Day has always had such a very, um, I don't know, specific memory tied to it. And I can't even point out what it is. But Cult class. <laughs> when, it is. It was our homeroom when Connor and I would do this exactly in high school. Yeah. Um, we haven't even explained what the episode is. I guess yeah, I can give we, a, we, a, we'll, a, a well, brief real synopsis. Quick, real quick, I wanted to say that... Um, okay. Just a fun fact. You know Parks and Rec was supposed to be a spinoff of The Office? Yeah. And uh, yeah. she was supposed to be straight up playing Karen Filippelli? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Anyway. Um, so, Diversity Day is essentially... Um, Corporate Dunder Mifflin sends someone to do diversity uh, training. Larry Wilmore is the actor. Larry Wilmore is the actor. Mr. Brown is the character. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So Mr. Brown is the character that um, corporate sends to the um, Scranton branch for uh, diversity training because Michael made a reference to a Chris Rock joke. Uh, that yeah. he should not have done. Yeah, um, a Chris Rock joke specifically about black people. Yes, uh, that Michael did in a horrible. And if it, yeah, if yeah. you've seen the show, you know the one we're talking about. I've never seen that Chris it, Rock bit. You bit, haven't, but I know what it is. Just because I was going to say, if you if you've seen The Office, you know the bit we're talking about. And if you've watched Chris Rock stand up, you know the bit we're talking about. I like that they uh, referenced. An actual bit that he does in yeah, his well, actual Yeah, well, there's that, up. and Michael also references a bit about how streets named after Martin Luther, the way he says it is, yes. streets named after Martin Luther King Jr. tend to be more violent. And that's another actual mm-hmm. bit. That I yeah. Was that, a, was that Chris Rock as well? Yeah, Okay. Yes. I knew that that's, a, so I like that there, it's two calls out of the whatever world the office exists in to. The real one, and then slowly not the real one. Because once you have Will Ferrell in, yeah. you've kind of like. It's done. It's kind of, and that's not a bad thing, but it's just like you can't really, like, does Will Ferrell not exist in this? Right, exactly. World? Exactly. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, um, but yeah, so he comes in to do diversity training. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael insists that it's not necessary, uh-huh. and then decides to do his own diversity training. It's it's a perfect two half. Yeah, it's it is a perfect two half episode. First oh, yeah. half is him not taking. The formal diversity day training seriously. Second half is he develops his own, and uh, it's of course just wildly insensitive mm-hmm. in typical Michael Scott fashion. Yeah. Uh, keep playing with that bottle cap near the microphone, please, and thank you. Great. Um, I got it all out of my system. Okay, I'm glad that, that did something for you. I'm looking at where it peaked, and that's just like every <laughs> oh, distinct God. hit. It was very good. Ugh. Very good. Um, yeah, so that's that is diversity day in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. Um, diversity training mandated by corporate. Yep. Diversity day put on by Michael Scott. Yep. Um, the latter being uh, having cringeworthy moments that you still appreciate because of how insensitive they are. Yeah, uh, the highlight being where he um, places a, an index card on everyone's forehead. Sure. And has them uh, try to guess what 
ethnicity has been written on the card based on how other people treat them. Yeah, it's a it's insane. Um, my f- my my favorite little bit in there is still that there is one uh, black character in the office, yeah. and his card is African American. Yeah, his card is well, it just says black. Does it say just say it, black? It just says black. And when it pan- that's even better, I think when it pans over to Stanley just standing there, like because he doesn't. Yeah, he know doesn't what know says. what his card is. The, the shot of Stanley with. The word "black" written on in big letters on an index card, while he looks completely nonplussed, is one of the best shots. <laughs> it absolutely um, is. My the, the line I always go to is when um, Dwight Dwight has Asian listed on him. Yes, and everyone's really uncomfortable at trying to play this game because obviously it's horribly racist and but, terrible. But again, as if you've seen The Office, you know Dwight's character that. He is. He has to win, right? Uh, so Pam says, "Okay, well, based on like she says, based on horribly offensive stereotypes that I no way think are true, then you would maybe not be a very good driver." Uh, which is like it, you feel you feel for her because she has to like espouse these like yeah. racist beliefs. And Dwight says, "Oh man, am I a woman?" <laughs> <laughs> and it's oh god, it's so great. I, I which can, is also sex is sexist, but yeah, but you that, know what I'm that's what I think. There are there are many shows that could not get away with this yeah, type of episode for sure, and, I, and definitely not in um, 2005. There is yeah the the edgiest line. Uh-huh. Do you remember the edgiest line in this episode? It's rough. Um, no, I, I, I'll know it as soon as you say it. I'm uh, trying to think Michael what you're going to consider uh, Michael says, I didn't do Arabs. Maybe next year. I thought it would be too explosive. Yeah, too explosive, and then yes. he And then he, like, swallows a little bit. Yeah. Um, that... For being in 2005, that's yeah, especially rough. That's, yeah. But the thing is, it was done tastefully enough that I, I know many people of many backgrounds that still appreciate this episode. Well, I don't think it was ill-received. That's, that, that's the thing. The joke isn't... The joke isn't at the expense. This is something else me and Emily talked about because she's a sociology. She, oh, she's, sure, she's a sociology person. Sure. Um, the the jokes in Diversity Day are not at the expense of like black people or women or Asian people or Arabs. It's at the it's at the expense of the ignorance of Michael. Of Michael. Yeah. The episode and season one especially is Michael is a much less sympathetic character. Right. Uh, that's one of the major differences. Sure. Um. Also, in season three, when Jim transfers, uh, they're having diversity day. Do you remember this? I do. Um, I do. Anyway, Michael is much less sympathetic this early on, and it's the show is absolutely poking fun at like horrible, horrible people like him. Uh-huh. Uh huh. When Kelly slaps him in Diversity Day, you're supposed to feel good about that. Yeah, like, which I certainly do. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and, uh, I think that's how it gets away with it. Unlike something like. Um, South Park, which is like horribly unfunny, in right. my opinion. No, I, I agree because it's the it's the opposite. It's I jokes. appreciate the cheap the cheap cheap jokes that aren't at someone's expense, and they're so few and far between that that well, show especially has now. For me. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, yeah. and it's something like South Park is like, oh, we're so edgy, we offend everyone. Like, fuck, stop off. it. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, what diversity does is a little bit more um, involved than that. Yep, but. I have an episode too. You do have an episode as well. Uh, mine is the very, very next episode. Season one, episode three. Healthcare. Yes. Um, this is similarly simple. Mm-hmm. Um, rather than a two half structure, it's just the one, the one plot, which is Michael needs to pick a new healthcare plan for the office, and he doesn't want to because he knows everyone will hate it. Sure. Uh, because he wants to save as much money as possible. Sure. So he delegates that task to Dwight. Um, there are so many good moments uh spontaneous dental hydroplosion uh kevin having to painfully admit to his anal Anal fissures fissures, yeah Yeah. um oh uh 
Dwight asking Toby where the clitoris is? That's in healthcare. That what, uh, I don't think I just rewatched that episode before you I think came it's over. In healthcare. Unless I just like barely missed it. I think it's in healthcare. Okay. I feel like it is. Uh, I know it's the one where Dwight references if an inverted penis is a vagina. And, Mer- and Meredith says, do you mean vagina? Because I want that covered. Yeah. 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 I know that, but I don't remember that particular. Um, I remember I've, that scene. I don't remember it being in this episode. I've Googled Dwight clitoris. Oh. oh Jesus. I don't know why that. Um, oh, it's season two sexual harassment. Okay. that That's what I thought. I was wrong. Yeah. I, was, I, I remember the scene. I don't remember seeing it I was today. thinking of the conversation with Meredith. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's why I got confused. It was just, for me, equally as like, eh. Oh, God, yeah. Good Lord. Uh, and you really feel bad for Kevin. Yeah, no, you do. Cause so, he, someone, someone has Someone it. has anal fissures, and then it's, it, well, it's silent for... Because Dwight thinks that it's made up. Yeah. Mad cow disease, though, <laughs> yeah. is very good. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's good, and I, I really like, for whatever reason, I love episodes that are like have this rainy day feel where it's everyone in the office mm-hmm. doing a single task. I really like chair model for that reason. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it feels like more unified and not as disparate. Sure. I think another something, and I just realized this while you were explaining the episode, another reason that I really like both of our choices for underrated. Mm-hmm. I like when the office does things that legitimately could just be something that happens in an office on an yeah. on an exaggerated scale, yes. it is not out of the realm of possibilities for an office type setting to have to have diversity training. It is yeah. not out of the realm of possibilities for an office setting to have to pick a new healthcare plan mm-hmm. and the employees respond to it. Uh-huh. The, the further you get in, the more extravagant the bits get, and I still love the show for oh, it. But yeah, but I, have, it is... I have a certain level of appreciation for the episodes that are not that far-fetched mm-hmm. and i think that's why both of these episodes are so great to me i agree uh one of my favorite bits from late season five is um charles idris elba's character uh-huh. asking jim to give him a rundown mm-hmm. and jim doesn't know what that is but is too intimidated by charles to ask sure that's happened to me in an office <laughs> i told you about that I mean, that's happened to me in an office like, yeah where someone asked for something and i said you got it because i was intimidated and i just and you didn't know what to give them right and sure. that is one of my favorite that was the so, first month of me in my current job. Yeah. Um, I knew nothing of the industry I was in, but had to just go with it. Yeah. So, um, um, so yeah, there is definitely something to be said for episodes of The Office that really um, are true to the experience of working in an office. Because I think we've both worked in office settings. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it, it can get it can it can get pretty buck wild. And I've. <laughs> Yeah, I guess it's crazy. Um, I did a lot of online shopping. Yeah, no, I most people do. I feel like I yeah, I I didn't. I know those who who do. I'm still in this job. I'm not gonna say that I do online shopping. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, well, I'm not in my yeah. Your job was a job. Mine is more career oriented. Yeah, this is, <laughs> that's true. So that's and what that, we're gonna I stick say, with. I say online shopping. I read the news a lot. No, that I will do. I will definitely do. I, I don't that. think I actually ever purchased anything. It, whatever. This is this garbage. Is, this is not the office we're referring this is to today. Um, so this is tough. This is really tough. I, I do. Again, I appreciate how both episodes can be served standalone. You don't need any context for it. Yeah. And how they're both realistic to what could happen in an office. Um, I. Yeah, yeah. This is it's difficult because they are both such good episodes. They are. I, I guess it's just going to come down to which one is, um, which one deserves it more. In in what I think, and 
you can tell me if, if this is incorrect, but yeah. Connor and I have known each other for six or seven years. Yes, and, Alex and I have. Okay, well, I wasn't trying to point to anything, but thanks for that. <laughs> but regardless, one of the first things that I think we, we became friends over was in our homeroom in high school. It was we Diversity would, Day. Would, well, yeah, watching The Office, but specifically, I had not watched The Office at this point, and you showed me Diversity Day. Is that Day. true? That's true. The, my first exposure to The Office was when you showed me Diversity Day, mm-hmm. and I think it says a lot to compliment my point that about it being a standalone, that, that when you learned this person does has no exposure to the office, what episode would best suit this? You showed me Diversity Day. That's true. Yes, but is it underrated? And that's where I'm kind of struggling because well, I, if I were to pick my favorite episode between the two, I would say Diversity Day. If I were to pick which one is talked about the less, I would say healthcare. Yeah, and it is tough because we have to use both criteria to do this. And I'm also questioning, so Diversity Day is referenced a lot in our circle of friends. Yeah, how much is it elsewhere? How much is it elsewhere? Um, Because I, I could certainly walk into a room and say... You know, diversity tomorrow because today is almost over, right. and I don't think that people would know what we're talking about. No, not universally anyway. Whereas there are some office clips. Um, no, I, no, if, God, please, no, no, God, no. please, no. Um, Dwight, you ignorant slut. Things That's a that good one. People would be like, oh, they're talking about the office. Uh, here's what I'm doing right now. I'm looking up how many reviews each episode has on IMDb.com. Okay. The Internet Movie Database. The Internet Movie Database. It's new. <laughs> Um, I'm not yet familiar, but... Diversity Day has 2,579 submitted reviews. It has an 8.4 out of 10, if you're curious. That's not really relevant. So how much is that? 2,579. All right, remember that number. I will. Healthcare, The Office, IMDb, has 2,151 reviews and a 7.9. So it is not ranked as high as Diversity Day, nor it, it also has about 400 less reviews. So we're nowhere. Um, no. Well, the thing is, I I don't know. I can see Diversity Day having more reviews because it like it deals with like more um, maybe more engaging material. Okay. Like race. Yeah. And ethnicity. Mm-hmm. Whereas healthcare doesn't do that so much, so it might not incite as sure. much conversation online. Mm-hmm. Um. And another problem is I feel like. Both of us have this really nice built-in defense for each episode being underrated because they're both from season one. Right, exactly. So, like, both of them both of them are underrated. Sure. Because they're just by nature of being in season one, like, that's... Exactly. <sighs> so this sucks. It does. <clears throat> um, okay. All right. You give me, like, a, a one-sentence, succinct... Uh, defense of why you think yours should be most right. I'll give you mine, uh, and then we'll we'll just have to we'll have to do something with that. When you wanted to show me this show, I had no exposure to. That is the episode that you selected that you thought would best represent the humor to me. Okay, mine is healthcare. Isn't that episode all the time? But it is on a very similar level in terms of quality. Uh huh. Uh, but it, I feel like it would not be selected as much as Diversity Day. Fuck. Yeah. It's just Diversity Day is the better episode. It is. <sighs> so what you're saying is... But it's... 
but this isn't best and worst. <sighs> okay, you gave me booze cruise. I would be willing to meet you at saying we are both acknowledging Diversity Day is a better episode. One hundred percent. But at least within our realm of friends, with our within the realm of what we know, that there is not as much attention given to healthcare, which is almost an equally good episode. So I would argue because of that, it is more underrated. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll buy that. I will meet you there. Yeah, you, well, this is both of us saying diversity today is the better episode. Yes. Healthcare is uh, more underrated. Yeah, believe me, if if I felt uncomfortable with that, like I wouldn't just give in to it. Give, in, know, give oh, into I, it for the point. I, I you know, if I did if, I'm, but oh, yeah. I, I buy that. Yeah, we've so, also been on the topic of which one is the most underrated for about 15 minutes. That's fine. <laughs> we've given this the time it deserves. Yeah. Okay, so there you have it. Uh, most overrated is um Booze, Booze Cruise. Cruise most underrated is healthcare. Yep. Um, that's definitive. Don't look anywhere else for that. No. So we have uh, a little bit of time. Yeah. Um, while we're having this conversation, let's think about what we want to do next. I know. I was trying to look at my next phone week. at the notes to see because I thought that I had. Do you have any good ones? I, not particularly. I What my mind immediately went to, this is going to be one of my favorite episodes to do, but I don't know if we can do it immediately after this i want to do an episode just on cold opens of the office well i, I thought about that i thought about doing a, the office part one the office part two and part two getting more into like the minutia uh-huh. but early on in a podcast is it the right move to exactly. do a two-part discussion exactly yeah because i i could do an overrated underrated cold open so and could then, i i have and mine an, like immediately and then an overrated underrated individual scene because when I was struggling to come up with an overrated for this episode, I texted you what my choice was, and you said, yeah, but you're not referencing the whole episode. Yeah. So that's – I think that you and I both have enough of an appreciation for this show that we could dive into oh, uh, several sure. episodes. Of I mean, there's aspects. a 20-minute conversation on the, the troubling ways the show treats Katie. Yeah, a, 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 <laughs> exactly. A three-appearance character, <laughs> if I remember right. Exactly, exactly. Um, she's in Hot Girl, she's in Fire, and she's in Boost Cruise. I think that might be it. Jim's Barbecue. Well, a she's not in it. Referenced in it, yeah, though. Yeah, but Amy Adams is only in those three. Yeah. Um, I think. Yeah. Yeah. We could do that. I don't know. And here's the thing is we don't have to pigeonhole ourselves into media. We don't, which is also uh, rough. What we'll probably do is we'll probably have this discussion about Parks and Rec versus V, the office, the yeah. court case. And then we'll probably pause it and talk and then hit record again to do the final. That sounds good to me. So with that being said. We're going to enter our. Yeah, enter this. Because uh, like I said, we have some time. Um, to have the, to have a, a, a an elevator version of this conversation. And the thing is, we're, we keep inter- but this is I say keep. This is the second time we do it. We we're introducing these breaks, whereas they're not going to have any gap in time. Um, yeah, that's true. So huh. it doesn't matter. I don't know. I just messed with something. We're going to do it right now. Uh, it was a very succinct and unanimous vote. Uh, the Office is the better show. But I wanted to talk about why. Okay. Well, we can. It- I, I, I've seen a lot of discourse about this. Sure, um, they're easily comparable shows. Oh yeah, Just sitcoms taking place. Are they both NBC? Uh huh. Okay, so but two yeah. NBC sitcoms taking place in an office setting. So it, it, I mockumentary can, style. Yeah, mockumentary style. So I can certainly appreciate it. I think the the one line jokes in Parks and Rec. That got me, got me harder than the ones in the office. But I there, disagree. But there were more of them in the office. 
Well, I've seen a lot of discourse about this lately, and I've seen the overwhelming... Lately? People are still talking about this? Yeah. Because I saw this on Tumblr in, like, 2013. I saw it on Facebook, like, uh, three days ago. That's a little depressing. Yeah, it is, because both of them are long Very gone. Uh, Well, The Office might not be over for much longer. Well, I don't want to talk about that, because I don't want that to happen. Yeah, John Krasinski said he'd do it. In the, that would be my redeeming factor. Yeah, exactly. Is seeing John Krasinski in that role. So, <laughs> he'd have like a full beard. <laughs> He's a, uh, Very, Jim, uh, Jim Duncan Halpert is a secret agent yeah. now. Was it, well, shoot. Um, Jack, Jack Ryan. Or Jack, Jack Ryan. Ryan. Yeah. yeah, Jack Ryan. Yeah, so very Jack, Jack Ryan-esque. Yeah. I mean, John Krasinski is like directing shit now. I know. Anyway. I still like anything that his Man, you turn, touches. Man, you turn that recording volume up and it's... I think that's where... No, that's where it was beforehand. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah, I dragged it all the way down and then had to fix it. Oh, okay. Anyway, um, I've seen some discourse about this that says Parks and Rec is the better show. And it usually comes down to, like, it's happier and fuzzier. Here's the thing. And I don't mean to get, like, too... Um, too too deep. Mm-hmm. By the way, we could do we could have done an entire podcast, like, X versus Y. But I feel like that is kind of common. Who? yeah. Uh... I don't mean to get too deep. And I still do want to do an episode on Parks and Rec. Oh, yeah, me too. And we can. This doesn't this isn't saying we're never going to do that. It's just when we're talking this generally. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it's an interesting conversation to have. Um I am not a fan of the way Parks and Rec. Okay. Parks and Rec. Mm-hmm. Parks and Recreation. Yeah. Uh tries very <clears throat> often uh to be about something. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it succeeds. Okay. Can you explain a little bit of what you mean? Yes. I think Parks and Rec is much more focused on being... Um, it's a more emotional show a lot of the time. Okay. Uh, the emotions in the in Parks and Rec... Oh, God, here I go again. Uh-huh. Okay. The emotions in The Office come from the characters. Yeah. Come from the... <laughs> <laughs> uh, come from the characters, like uh, Jim and Pam's relationship. Sure. Is um, a source of emotion... Yeah, I saw it. Um, Dwight and how he like softens up as the source of Michael. You know, sure. it's character based. Whereas in Parks and Rec, the emotion it's plot based. It's plot based, and also <clears throat> is like um, is is politically based. And I say that, and I feel like you immediately think, oh well, he doesn't like it because it's a lefty show. I'm as lefty as you can <laughs> oh, no, get. I, yeah, you wouldn't think that. You wouldn't think that I think it because it's... Oh, no, no, but yeah. because, again, I've known you forever. Right. Um, um, it's not that. I think it's... I think for what it is, I, I don't know. I'm just... It sets stereotypes uh, that are putting people who th- generally think the way you think in a bad light. I wouldn't say so, that. But I feel like Leslie is the extremist version of... I don't think she's extreme enough. That's my problem. Okay, hear me out. I have a perfect example for this. Okay. Not too long ago, uh, Amy Poehler mm-hmm. wrote um, a letter to Donald Trump mm-hmm. um, in character as Leslie Nope. Did you see this? Oh, yeah, I did. In character as Leslie Nope. I don't like, like that at all. Me neither. And, and it was full of, like, it wasn't funny, yeah. first of all. But it was full of, like, really, um, I'm going to see if I can if I can find it, actually. Um Sure. My defense, while you're looking that up, my defense yeah. for her being too, too extreme isn't necessarily her stance, but the actions that she takes. That it's it's cringeworthy. Where it's like I I appreciate the cause that you're doing this for, but you're making us look bad in doing this. 
And even though it is a fictional TV show, I feel like some of that translated over. Okay. It's stuff like... Um, okay, so this is a letter to... Uh, Don- By the way, it quotes Winston Churchill in it. Noted, like, violent racist and warmonger Winston right. Churchill. Um, <clears throat> it's just a lot of stuff like... Um, okay, here we go. This is exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, You spend an ungodly amount of money decorating your house with American flags and custom-made cardboard cutouts of suffragettes in anticipation of a glass-ceiling-shattering historical milestone ends with you getting metaphorically eaten by a giant farting T-Rex. Like, that's not biting political commentary. No. So much as it is, like, juvenile, juvenile... Uh, and soft and like a few paragraphs earlier it was like you know after the election I cried and like drank hot chocolate wrapped up in a blanket and like that's fine she's just very much appealing to the people who watched and continued to rewatch Parks and Recreation for lack of a better word what it is is Uh neoliberal and that's kind of like a complex term sure Um, especially if you're not like super tapped into um, politics it's it's not politically driven. It's emotionally driven. That what? I, okay, here's what I mean. Okay. Perfect example. This is one I always go to. Okay. Um, I saw there's somebody on Twitter, Tumblr, whatever, celebrating um, that. It was like we need, we need more women in the military as like drone pilots or whatever. And it okay. was like, uh, okay. But what is that? Like I like I get what you're saying, but like. This is really hard to get across. I'll go over a different example. Okay, please do, because I'm a little confused trying <laughs> no, to follow you. I, no, I get you. Okay. <clears throat> Let's say you build a prison. Okay. Um, and it's designed, uh, and it holds uh, people who committed minor crimes, um, all types of people, and there's not uh, they're not cared for properly. Sure. Um, they're maybe abused in some way, physically, whatever. Sure. It's a terrible prison, okay. uh, but it creates a lot of jobs. A neoliberal person would say, "Hire more, hire more women guards." Yeah. Whereas, whereas the, pro- the whereas picture. the problem is, and I'm not saying people who are concerned with female representation are wrong or no, bad. Absolutely I'm, not. I know you're not. But when it's something not. like, there's some, there's a bigger issue at hand. Right. Like, like the things that Donald Trump does, and the things that uh, the, the the controlling party can do. With well, there the, goes our Republican National uh, Convention uh, yeah, sponsorship. Yeah, damn it, <laughs> I would have accepted that. Um, but it's like when you, when you're trying to like fix and solve and address these issues, calling the president a farting T Rex doesn't, do anything. doesn't do anything. It doesn't do anything. it's just I'm just not I'm not a fan of it. And it, it, Parks and Rec also is like kind of. Um, it's the same reason I don't like Brooklyn Nine Nine. <laughs> I've that, never seen an episode of that, but and I know that you specifically don't like it. Yeah. I feel like I would. I feel like you would too. And I'm not saying that's bad or wrong. Right. I don't like. We're it. allowed to have differing opinions. Yes, that's what. That's why is. we have a podcast. I, I feel like it's kind of tone deaf to say in a climate where you have such a big problem with police brutality to say, well, let's make <laughs> let's make a sitcom about cops, but we'll have an episode or two about how cops can be like can have race problems sometimes, but not all of them. That just feels like... It feels a little like not reading the room, right? Yeah, I guess I can see where you're coming from. Do you know what I mean? And that's fine. I would have to to see 
a little bit more of the show. Oh, sure. Um, it's not a secret that I fall a, a bit more politically right than you do. So no, that well, I don't think enough to, to say that. Enough that's that like, this is a big difference. But I would I would want to watch the show and yeah, then well, revisit this conversation. I guess, I guess my problem isn't so much with the show as it is people who are like who 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 get their understanding of like the way the world is through shows from that, like that. it's it's the people who their news is trevor noah exactly yeah exactly yeah. I, I exactly I appreciate trevor noah i Me enjoy too. the daily show that cannot be your sole source of news it can't be yep. it just can't be it but this is completely spiraled out jeez of it, we it's not nick at night level bad but we're getting there <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's it's kind of related. So the office is in the books. I appreciate it for not being. Um, the office is about people. Yeah, and Parks and Rec is about big real world ideas and problems, yes. and it just doesn't step up to the challenge of appropriately addressing them. My, that that is a much <laughs> better I, way of saying everything I've been trying to get across. I still say, according to this, you have internet connectivity issues. Is one of my favorite lines between both of the shows. Oh, fuck, it's so good. That's well, it's ad It's ad libs completely. Yeah. yeah. That is, between the two shows, if I put them side by side, that one still jumps out to me. Oh, absolutely. Chris Chris Pratt is a genius at um, ad-libbing. Yeah. He's, yeah. Oh, for sure. Like, I, I, I enjoy Parks and Rec. Yeah. I just like The Office more because I feel like it's more consistent and it does what it sets out to do much better. Yeah. Uh, and it doesn't have goals as lofty. Right. I guess. I mean, that's... I think that's fair. I feel like sitcoms are moving in a more Parks and Rec direction, though, because mm-hmm. you have things like Brooklyn Nine-Nine, mm-hmm. uh, which I haven't seen very much of. I'm sure it's fine. Like like I said, I don't have, like... Sure. It doesn't need to be canceled or anything like that. It's just, like, it can't be... Right. You have to think, I guess. Um, but The Good Place, okay. I haven't seen. Also an NBC sitcom by Michael Schur, who also plays Moe's, Dwight's cousin on The Office. Oh, okay. Um, he's, an, he, he's, like, the, the brain behind, like, most really? of the stuff. Really? Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Um, he's also very funny. I like how last time we said we accidentally went for an hour and 26 minutes, and now we're on purpose at an hour and 21 minutes. Yeah. Um, the Good Place, which I haven't seen much of, but is seems to be about bigger bigger things. Sure. I don't know. I just... I'm, I I miss having a show like The Office around that could that could stay in that bubble. Yeah. In that cubicle. I, I completely and agree. And I feel like that's a solid place to end on, is that... Uh, the Office was great, and I, I don't want it to be brought back. No. Necessarily. Nope, I don't. Um, I don't want The Office the new class, because that was basically the last two seasons anyway. <laughs> it was, yeah. Exactly. Um, literally. Yeah. So, um, um, so Office is in the books. Yep. Um, next week, we're going to talk about our overrated and underrated. Uh, fast food restaurants. restaurants. Are we doing chains only? Yes, chains only. Okay. Because there's, there's like, there is fast food that is local to us mm-hmm. that... I think would you know win in a landslide. Yeah, but we're gonna 100%. do. We're going to do chains uh, completely. Uh, just out of curiosity, do you have any? Um, do you have any like initial thoughts about fast food? Like, do you know where? You don't have to say it, but like, do you know where you're going with it? Yes, I I, I feel like I'll have to really think. I feel I know what my. Well, see, now I don't because yeah. it was like I know one that's overrated, but I love it. So I know I know I my overrated one is the one that I think about right now, and it makes me want to throw up. <laughs> sure. So we've said it without saying it. Yeah. <laughs> we're not going to say it. We'll, we'll hold right. on to we it. We know what it is. Yeah, though. we know what it is. Uh, and it rhymes with <laughs> Mako Chell. Yes, it absolutely does. <laughs> it absolutely does. That's my thing is I can't pick that for my overrated because I genuinely enjoy it. That is what I had for Whatever. Tonight. This is a conversation for uh, next two week, weeks. Two weeks from, from now. now. Next episode. Thank you for listening. Uh, thank you very um, much. I, I made us social media platforms. I don't remember what they are. So they'll be in the description 
end this podcast. Mm-hmm. I think our Twitter's at Rated Podcast. That's it. Uh, we'll see you. Well, we'll talk to you next time. We're not gonna. It's this has a, been going on for too long. See you in two weeks. Goodbye. Fast food. Goodbye.